Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Down Football. I am your host, and in today's episode, I'm going to be covering a lot of topics. So this episode might be the longest of an hour. So let us let's get started. So first thing I want to talk about is this obviously the Super Bowl that's happening. You know what? I I wasn't too surprised at the teams that were going to make it. Like I was saying before, I told you guys that it was going to be Kansas City and for sure, and the Eagles. Now, this is a significant Super Bowl because they're calling it the Kelsey Bowl. And NFL networks and all that are getting this wrong. They all keep saying that this is the first time two brothers have versed each other in the Super Bowl era. Well... Clearly, they weren't there for the Harburg Bowl because John Harburg, the coach for Baltimore, went up against his brother when his brother coached the 49ers. So, technically, this is the second time pairs of brothers played, but this is the first time that two brothers, like the player players, that uh, are versing each other, and they're calling it the Kelsey Bowl. So, th- it's going to be very interesting because their mom has like a jersey that has like. It's half and it's split half and half with like Kansas City colors and Philadelphia colors, which is pretty cool. But at the end of the day, this Super Bowl is gonna be like what it's not really gonna be like what brothers better because like obviously they play two different positions, like Travis Kelsey's tight end and then Jason Kelsey's the center. But Jason Kelsey's arguably one of the best centers to like ever play. So there's that mostly it's for bragging rights because it's like it could be like haha i have a ring but i have another ring over you because i remember when jason kelsey won his first super bowl or yeah his first super bowl he was like oh look i have a ring and you don't but then like two years later travis kelsey goes and then gets a ring so like he kind of lost all of his bragging rights so it's gonna be very interesting because also it's like the number one team in the nfc versus the number one team in the afc so it's really going to be interesting we have jalen hurts who's a third year quarterback he really proved that he deserved the starting spot and he's an mvp finalist which i'm going to get into a little bit later but yeah i'm really excited for the super bowl because it's like i'm just really excited for it because the philadelphia eagles deserve another super bowl like they haven't they haven't been since their last time in 2017. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they've proven to be a dominant uh, super team. And, like, they're a dynasty. Like, the past five years, they've gone to an AFC Championship game. And they've gone to a Super Bowl three times in those five years. Like, holy. But, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, I mean, who do I want to win, honestly? Personally, I want the Eagles to win because it's because Nick Sirianni is a second-year head coach and, like, pretty much turned around that team by signing so many free agents like Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and when they lost the one time, and it's the first time, like, a rusher's got, like, 100 yards on them, they went and signed Adama Kung Su. So it's like, he's prepared. But how I think the Eagles are going to win is they're definitely going to beef up the D-line. So what I mean by that is because Kansas City runs with Pachenko and um, McKinnon a lot, they've been running up the ball a lot. Especially, yeah, so what they're going to do is they're probably going to take one of the middle linebackers out and literally just put in Adama Kung Su on the front line. 
So then, because Nadamakong Su knows how to stop the run. We saw this when he played in the like the Super Bowl with the Rams, and when he played against the Chiefs in that Super Bowl, he stuffed Clyde Edwards Alaire a lot during that Super Bowl, and that's why he has a ring. So they're probably going to do it again. Actually, you know what? Side note: I'm surprised how many Super Bowls Nadamakong Su has been to. He's been to. This is now his. Third, yeah, this is his third one now in just a couple years. Like, that's crazy. He was on the team last year with the Rams. So, uh, no, not, not with the Rams, sorry. Buccaneers two years ago, and he won. He was on the Rams, too, for a bit. He was on the Rams for about, like, a year or two. But he still went to the Super Bowl when they versed uh, New England. So, yeah, this is his third Super Bowl appearance. So, it's going to be good. But what I want to talk about is the AFC Championship game. Now, that was a nail-biter. It was definitely better than the NFC Championship game because the NFC Championship game, after Brock Purdy got hurt, it was fucking dog shit for the 49ers. Like, the Eagles were fucking trolling them. And by the fourth like fourth quarter, they literally put their second and third stringers in because that's what Nick Sirianni likes to do. If he's fucking beating you by so much, he's gonna put his... Second and third stringers in just to troll you. And everyone keeps saying, oh, if Brock Purdy did get hurt, we, we would have won, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you, no. Because they were pressuring him the whole game. Like, Hassan Reddick got to him. Like, their defense just absolutely, like, was all over, all over them. So, the score might have been a little bit higher, in my opinion, but... In terms of the outcome, I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles still would have won. Just because, like, their defense is one of the best I've seen. And I've, I've watched some pretty good defenses. 2015 Denver Broncos. The Baltimore Ravens defense and Oh my god, what year did they go? 2011 was really good. I believe that's when they went to the Super Bowl. 2011 or 2012. One of the two. The Harburg Bowl. But their defense was really good. And even the Rams defense back when um, they were playing in the Super Bowl, like Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, like that defense was stacked too. But yeah, it wasn't really a close game though. It was like the Eagles destroyed them. Just like when they versed the Giants, they fucking destroyed them. Like it was literally a bloodbath. At least the... But AFC, it was like, holy, it was like a nail-biter, because I, I thought it was going to go into overtime, just like it did last year, but it didn't. And it's all because of that, oh my, I can't even remember the player's name now. It was all his fault, because he fucking did roughing the passer. Or, sorry, unnecessary roughness when he pushed Mahomes out of bounds. It was literally all because of him. I mean, they probably still would have won, because Harrison Bucker kicks field goals from like 60 yards out, so... They might have still had a chance, but they're playing in Arrowhead, and, like, the elevation there is kind of fucky. Like, if, if, if they were in Denver, like, like for some reason, if, like, Kansas City played in Denver, like, fuck, they would have, they would have won. But, yeah, so, I mean, really excited for this year's Super Bowl. Like I said, the outcome is going to be the E-winning, but I feel like it's going to be a good game. It's going to be... Like, I want to see the off against the Eagles defense. Like, oh, this might be just like the one game back in 20, 
2017 when the Chiefs went up against the Rams, and it was like 55 to like 52. That was probably one of the best games I saw, to be honest. But yeah, it might be like one of those games. The second thing I want to talk about is they released the finalists for the awards. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. So I'm going to start off with MVP. So right now, the finalists are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I don't know why Josh Allen is up there. Honestly, he he shouldn't be up there in my opinion, but fuck it, he's up there. Joe Burrow's up there. And also Justin Jefferson, which I'm shocked at, but like he kind of deserves it. But at the end of the day, he's not going to get it because honestly now the MVP is literally a quarterback award, so he's not going to get it. But he might get another award, which I will get back which I will talk about in a second. So, out of the five people that I just listed, there's t- three people I believe that could win it. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mah- I feel in my opinion Patrick Mahomes is going to win it only because he led the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And he also led the league in all, like all-purpose yards. So, like, I think it came to like 5,700 yards or something. It was ridiculous, but he might, he, he might, yeah, he'll most likely win it. Jalen Hurts has a good chance to, only because he, he threw for 22 passing yards, but then his, or 22 uh, passing touchdowns, sorry, but then his rushing touchdowns was like 15 or something ridiculous like that. So in total, he had like 37 total touchdowns, but he's really proven to be like that scrambling QB. And then, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, you know, he, he's a good QB, he, he threw a lot, I think he came in third in total touchdowns, but then he came, like, fifth and, like, all, like, passing, I believe, because Tom Brady was second in that, but honestly, it's gonna be a close, it's gonna be close between, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, it's gonna be close between those two, I believe, Defensive Player of the Year, it's Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, and oh god, who else? I it, the name just completely popped out of my head. But honestly, out of this one, Nick Bosa is going to get it only because he led the league in the sacks, and he's just a really dominant player. Micah Parsons is definitely close too. Like he's stood out. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. And he definitely has a chance of winning Defensive Player of the Year. Because, like, he's a really good linebacker. Like, he just fucking jumps off the edge and gets to the QB, like, really fast. Like, I wanted us to to pick him in the draft, but we got PS2, which... Not a bad pick. I mean, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But PS2, all pro this year. Made the Pro Bowl. Um, good second... A good sophomore. Sophomore player, so... Really happy about that. But yeah, Nick Bosa is going to get Defensive Player of the Year for sure. Um, not No question about it. Offensive Player of the Year. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are up for Offensive Player of the Year. Because like, if you don't get the MVP, you will most likely win Offensive Player of the Year. That usually, that's usually what happens. But except for the year Patrick Mahomes won his one MVP in his second year, he won Offensive Player of the Year and MVP, 
which was really strange because like that doesn't usually happen but it did anyway but the other two is are Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson again now people say Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the league I can argue with anyone on that it's it's Justin Jefferson right now or sorry because I'm biased um my mine personally is DeAndre Hopkins. Like he's dominated the league in so many like so many years in that, but it's whatever. So it's now it's Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Jeff, Justin Jefferson led the league in receiving yards. Like he almost broke Randy Moss's record. Which would have been big, but he was off by like two hundred something yards, but yeah, so Offensive player of the year, it's probably not going to go to one of them, like the wide receivers. So it'll probably go to Jalen Hurts, I believe. Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes again. If Pat Mahomes wins MVP, then it's most likely going to be Jalen Hurts winning offensive player of the year. All those players really deserve it, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to like stats and all that. So yeah, offensive rookie of the year. Now, this one really surprises me. They have Brock Purdy up there, and they also have Kenneth Walker from Seattle. I like. I don't like the kid. I don't. I hate the 49ers. I can't stand them because my argument is like literally, they made Brock Purdy look good only because it looks like they have a system where any QB can go in and play it. Everyone said the same thing about Philadelphia Eagles, but then when Jalen Hurts got hurt. And they put Gardner Minshew in. He couldn't play in that system. Only Jalen Hurts can. But the 49ers one, you can fucking have Trey Lance in there. He plays in it. Jimmy Garoppolo, he plays in it. And Brock Purdy plays in it. Like, it's not that hard. And since you have superstar players like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuka, and Christian McCaffrey, like, it's not going to be hard to play that good. It's like fucking saying, oh, Tom Brady was good during the Super Bowl when they first or that season when they first the Giants in the Super Bowl. Well, it's really not that hard to play bad if you have Och- if you have Chad Johnson, Randy Moss, Rob Gronkowski, and Aaron Hernandez all on the same team. It's not that hard. Like I could go on QB and fucking play good if I had like Hall of Famers like that. Well, besides Aaron Hernandez, because you know, murderer fucking killed himself. Oh, what a little bitch. But I'm digressing. I'm probably gonna get flagged first calling Aaron Hernandez a bitch, but I don't really care. Flag me all you want. But, yeah. And then Kenneth Walker. You know what? Kenneth Walker really surprised me. Because, you know, Seattle was saying that it was, like, breaking down. Because, you know, Russell Wilson's gone. Their O-line isn't wasn't that good this year. But the fact that uh, Kenneth Walker still put up those numbers is, like, wow. I did not expect that. So, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I believe it should go to Kenneth Walker, but they'll probably give it to Brock Purdy only because he's a fucking rookie QB and he brought the team to the AFC Championship, which he definitely didn't because anyone could have fucking played in that. Besides John Johnson, Josh Johnson, thank God Denver got rid of him because, you know, he's fucking trash and there's a reason why he's been on 13 teams in like 10 years because he's trash. So, I'm digressing. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, this one's going to be a tough one in my opinion. They have Sauce Gardner and they also have Aiden Hutchinson. 
Sauce Gardner was probably one of the best corners in the in the league this year, behind PS2 and Jar Alexander. Now, Sauce Gardner really proved himself. He's he's kind of like a Darrell Rivas, but like a little faster than Darrell Rivas for all you New York Jets fans out there, or for anyone that doesn't really know anything about Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah, if all of you guys know Darrell Rivas, Hall of Fa- he's going to be a Hall of Fame corner this year. I believe he's in this year's Hall of Fame class. I could be wrong. I know Demarcus Ware is. Jared Allen is again. I don't fucking know why. Uh, yeah, but I believe D- Darrell Rivas is in this one. So, all of you know who Darrell Rivas is. Sauce Gardner is like Darrell Rivas, but he's a little bit faster. And, yeah, he's just faster. He really proved himself to be a top corner in this league. And Aiden Hutchinson, like, the hype was real. The hype's very much real. And I'm surprised that... um. The Jaguars didn't draft him with the first pick. I'm really surprised about that, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to go to Jacksonville, but it, but I'm really glad he went to Detroit. And he's one of the main reasons why Detroit went 9-8. and eight. And the reason how Green Bay didn't make it to the playoffs this year because, you know, fuck Aaron Rodgers. I cannot stand him. He's just annoying, mad annoying. Even though he's one of the best... QBs in the league, he's still mad annoying. Um, but at the end of the day, he's one of the main reasons. He got a m- multiple sacks this year. I think he ended up with eight, but then he also got three picks. Now, if you're a defensive lineman, that's a lot. Like, there's some D linemen who don't even go without a pick. And if you get at least one pick in your career, you're considered like, oh shit, you're a pretty good D lineman then. But yeah. He got a few picks. Um, so, I mean, who's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year? This one's also a close one, but Aiden Hutchinson definitely deserves it. Only because like he was really dominant this year, and he was in most QB pressures all year this year. So that's the... the uh, Oh, Coach of the Year. I almost forgot about that. Now, the, the, the finalists for the Coach of the Year is these three head coaches... Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni, and Brian Dable. Now, if you don't know these coaches, Andy Reid's the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick Sirianni is the Eagles, and Brian Dable is on the New York Giants. Now, who do I think deserves Coach of the Year? It's either going to come down to, honestly, Nick Sirianni or Brian Dable. The only reason why is because Andy Reid has produced numbers like that for years. Like, the fact that he's gone to, like, five straight AFC Championship games, and ever since he came to Kansas, like, he's brought that team to the playoffs, like, every year, no matter what the QB was. I mean, he did have Alex Smith, but he brought that team to the playoffs, like, every single year. So, he probably won't get it because, like, he set the standard for that. It's going to come down to either Nick Sirianni or Brian Dable. Nick Sirianni's second-year head coach, but he brought his team to the Super Bowl. Brian Dable is a first-year head coach, but he knows how to win. Like, he was an assistant head coach in Alabama and also for New England, so he has a lot of rings. He has, like, six, I believe. I believe six. But the fact that he was a first-year head coach and, like, the New York Giants, like, 
got rid of like James Bradbury. Um, a couple good receivers. They lost Evan Ingram. The fact that he came in and he brought the New York Giants to the playoffs was like, I believe it was a nine-seven and one record. I could be wrong. I might be wrong on that one. It was like nine-seven and one. He brought them to the playoffs for a first-year head coach. That's pretty good. And the fact that he knocked out, I believe, yeah, it was him that knocked out the Vikings. Which no one expected. Everyone thought the Vikings were going to kill them. But clearly not, because the Giants moved on and got destroyed by the Eagles. They were going to get destroyed by the Eagles either way. So, I mean, got on them. So, Coach of the Year, it's going to be Brian Dable. 100%. It's going to be Brian Dable. So now, after we talked about the awards, another thing I want to talk about, and I was jumping up and down for joy for this, was Tom Brady actually released a video on Twitter stating that he's retiring for real this time. And I'm thanking God for that because, like, I hated seeing him in the playoffs every year, and it's like, oh, no, they're not going to get past him. But he's had a really good career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. There's no question about it. Happy about that. Now, there has been some coaching changes, and I want to talk about some of them. First one being, I'm not going to say the big one yet. I'm just going to start off with little ones. So, the Browns actually hired Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. Now, if you guys don't know who Brian Flores was, he was the linebacker's coach in in New England for a bit, but then he got the head coaching job in Miami, and he was one of the reasons how Tua Tango Viola got drafted. Now, he didn't do too bad as a head coach. He went to the playoffs his second year there, but I don't know why they fired him, though. Like, it's still a mystery to me, I guess because he wasn't using Tua that good, and he's more of a defensive coach more than, like, an offensive coach, so... The Browns hiring him for a defensive coordinator position makes the most sense. So, I mean, that's really good. And then the the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, DeMarco Murray, I believe his name is, uh, got hired as the head coach for the Texans. Now, I believe this is a good one because their defense was dog shit this year, and he's a defensive-minded coach, so it's going to go good for him. And actually... Vic Fangio is in the conversation too. He was the old head coach for Denver back back a couple years, like last year. Um, when he was the head coach, their defense was really good, and he's been a defensive mind coach for many years. He's one of the best to ever do it. There, he has an interview with the 49ers, which would be awesome because Kyle Shanahan and Vic Fangio have that relationship. But also, Denver wants to bring him back as a defensive coordinator now i think i said this in an episode before where i don't know why they fired him as a head coach they could have just demoted him and make him a defensive coordinator but i've heard rumors that there are some defensive players who do not like him at all who don't like vic fangio but i don't know so he might be the defensive coordinator for um the 49ers or he might be the defensive coordinator for the new defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Now, I'm not sure. And now, the head, the new head coach for the Broncos is Sean Payton. Now, I'm really happy for that because, like, Sean Payton's a legendary head coach. And he has weapons to work with now. Like, his last year in New Orleans, he didn't really have that many. Drew Brees retired. Mike, Michael Thomas was hurt. 
He the really only weapon he had was Alvin Kamara. Um, this year, I mean Russell Wilson, we saw. I it was Nathaniel Hackett holding them back for sure because the minute Nathaniel Hackett got fired and Jerry Rosenberg was the intern head coach, which I don't know why we fired him, but whatever. Um, Russell, we saw the Russell Wilson we saw back in like Seattle, like he's running, throwing the ball. He he was the FedEx Air Player of the Week, I believe, like near the end, but he put up some pretty good numbers, and the fact that like. Sean Payton has a lot of people, like, offensive weapons. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick is coming back. And Javante Williams is coming back. I'm right. I'm, I cannot wait to see what he does to that team. And I'm just uh, really excited. I really am. <clears throat> oh, God. who? What other coaching changes were there? Um, I remember there was another one. Oh, Kenny Moore or Kellen Moore, Kenny Moore, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys got fired, but then literally like an hour later, the fucking Chargers hired him, which I'm shocked at, but well, it wasn't too much, but whatever. Um, I'm trying to think if there was more like head coaching changes in that. I don't believe there was. Yeah, I don't I don't believe there was. Any free agent signings? Not really. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it that I wanted to talk about. Um, so yeah, to recap, Super Bowl, very excited for. Eagles are gonna win. The the awards, you know, excited. I gave you all my predictions on who's gonna win them. The staffing changes, which I still. I'm still mind boggled. Um, oh, there's another thing I think I talked about in the last episode, the draft picks. And I want to give you guys my prediction on like the draft pick. Now, Chicago has the number one pick in the draft. Do I think they're going to keep it? No, I believe they're going to trade, trade, trade down, trade down in the draft. I believe they're going to use it for leverage. So, like, they're going to trade it to, like, a team that really wants it. So, like, the Texans or they could give it to, um, like, Detroit or something. Beef them up. But I believe what they're going to do is trade the first overall pick to, like, to maybe still get a top 10 pick. But they're going to trade it for, like, a wide receiver, too. Like, a wide receiver as well. But they're going to get like a top wide receiver. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did like what the Tennessee t- or what the Eagles did with their first overall pick or first round pick. And they traded for A.J. Brown and look where that got them. I think Chicago might try and pull off the same thing. But I don't know who they try and trade for. I wouldn't like there's just so many. I wouldn't be surprised if honestly. They tried trading to, like, San Fran. They could try and trade for, like, Debo Samuel. Or they could go to, like, another team. Just get, like, the Texans. I mean, Brandon Cooks has been saying he wants out. But Brandon Cooks is, like, just an above-average receiver. Um, Or, you know what? Fuck it. He may even try to trade for the Broncos and try and get Cortland Sutton. Like, I wouldn't mind that. Like, bye, you know? It's not that I don't like Cortland Sutton. It's, like... 
he was the reason why Demarius Thomas left, and I'm still cheesed about that, but it's whatever. Um, so yeah, they're definitely going to try that, because Justin Fields is definitely the future of the franchise. And the fact that he put up those numbers and he doesn't have... He has, like, below-average wide receivers. He has fucking Chase Claypool, Nikhil Harry, and Darnell Mooney. Like, what are you supposed to do with those, like, those types of players? You want a true wide receiver. Which also is the reason why I believe they're going to go big at wide receiver this year. Like, they're going to probably try and, and sign DeAndre Hopkins because... His his time in Arizona is done, so I wouldn't be surprised if they tried going after him, or like, yeah. So that's probably what they're gonna do. Um, other than that, there's not really much. Um, the Broncos traded their first round pick to the Saints to even to hire Sean Payton, which <clears throat> good on them because I believe Sean Payton will bring a Super Bowl to Denver. Hopefully, praying to God because it's been a while since we've won one. The last one we won was in 2016. Or, sorry, yeah, 2015, 2016 season, yeah, 2015. Yeah. Alright, so, that's it for today's episode. This is actually the longest episode I've done, which is, well, before I put the ads in it, it's probably just going to be less than half an hour, but when I do, it's going to be just a little bit over half an hour, so I'm really excited, I'm really happy for that. But I'm definitely hoping people actually listen the whole half an hour. Really hope they do. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And the next episode I will do is probably after the Super Bowl and my thoughts and just like my thoughts on the game and that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good Super Bowl. I'm gonna take this week off because like it's the Pro Bowl and no one watches the Pro Bowl. Like I haven't watched it like in so long. I didn't even bother watching last year's. Like it was just a waste. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you all have a have a nice day, nice week, and the next time you hear from me will be the Super Bowl. Peace out. Thanks.